better mechanic by reading it. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah, I became a better student when I got saved and started reading the Bible. And it wasn't because my Bible taught me how to do math. It's because God convicted me when I was lazy. What does the Bible do? It teaches us. The Bible teaches us, all of us. You can learn things from it. I made the joke, you can learn stuff from Leviticus. You really can learn stuff from Leviticus. Maybe your eyes glaze over. Look, here you are. It's January. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but it's January, and some of you are already like into Exodus, maybe. Maybe you're that much on fire for reading through, and you're in Exodus, and you've got through the narrative section, and the bag of laws has fallen on your head. And you're like, thou shalt not do this, you don't do this, don't wear the clothes, don't, don't sow two things in the field two times in a row. What is this about lizards falling into pots? If it's clay, it's got to be broken. If it's not clay, it can be washed. If it falls in the cistern, the cistern's no good. If it's clay or what, what is this? I want to go back to lizards and, and frogs jumping out of the Nile. That was interesting. Why do we have to read all that? Remember when I told you earlier that children are like creatures that have no self-awareness that will run into walls that they're looking at? The reason that God had to write Leviticus to the people of Israel and why you should read it is because we're no better than them. But he had to write the book of Leviticus so that they would not self-destruct before Jesus got here. He had to be very gruesomely detailed. I mean gruesome. Some of the laws you're reading is like, are we serious right now? He had to tell people not to do that. Yes, he did. And some of those things you read about that God said don't do it, people still getting arrested for. It's amazing how messed up we are. And it's not them. It's us. And if, oh man, I can't even imagine it, but if there were a reality with this thing poofed out of existence and nobody had ever heard of the word of God, it would be dog-eat-dog in absolute chaos out there. There would be all sorts of horrors perpetrated if it were not for the word of God. And so the scripture teaches us how to live, and we learn things from it. And that's why we teach it chapter by chapter and verse by verse. That's why we read books to help us understand it. That's why we talk about it when we get up and when we go to bed. It teaches us. Our call is to teach constantly the Word of God, to reform our lives and our hearts. Not only does it teach us here, it says two things that mean almost the same thing, just to get you ready for it. He says, It is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction. Those are almost the same thing. Reproof is a gentle way to change your mind about something. Okay, here's how I'm going to tell you the very subtle difference between reproof and correction. Many of you will understand this. Reproof is when you're a kid at church and your mama gives you the side eye. If that ain't good enough, correction follows. Correction is the pinch that follows the side eye that you better not cry out about. At least that was for me at the church. I get the side eye. And if I did not stop, I'd get this. And I'd have, I, if, I, if I yelled, I'd be in trouble. So I just, But that would stop me. That would stop the behavior. The side I didn't work, you're getting a reproof. This is what the Word of God will do to you. God, the Holy Spirit, will give you the side eye on your behavior. If you hide it in your heart and you go to do something, you tell a joke you shouldn't tell, you say a word you shouldn't say, all of a sudden you realize the Holy Spirit just gave me the side eye. And I'm ashamed of myself. And if you don't stop, He will jerk a knot in your tail. That is southern for you are in for it. He will discipline you. 
But he's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to help you. This is what the scriptures will do. You will read it and realize everything I've ever thought in my life is wrong. And I have to change because I am messed up. I do not have everything figured out. It reproves us and it corrects us. And we use this to help ourselves and our brothers and sisters when they need to decide on correction because we all have to have it. We need to learn shame. That was one of the big condemnations, by the way, of Israel is that they had forgotten how to blush. God told them that they were doing all of these sins and they did not even have the self-awareness to be ashamed of it. That's what the Word of God do, does. It teaches us and trains our conscience for right and wrong. That's what he says next. That is for training in righteousness. We barely even know what righteousness is. If I ask you what is righteousness and what does it look like, you might have a hard time defining it because it's so rarely seen. Training in righteousness. We have not arrived. Paul said he hadn't arrived. He was pressing on. He said, not that I have arrived, I'm pressing on for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Laying hold of that thing for which he has laid hold of me. We are still being trained in righteousness. And it's hard. I want to put this in terms you can understand. Training for righteousness is hard work. And that's why he used the word training. Statistically, most of us have already failed our New Year's resolutions. That's just the statistics. It's like 80% of people by the end of January have given up. Whatever it was they said they were going to do on January 1st. I'm going to eat better this year. I'm going to tell you that right now. My resolution is I'm going to eat better. And you go through about two days of slim slows at breakfast and lunch. And then you're like, forget this. And like by the third day you're at Taco Bell eating five tacos. That's exactly what you do. That's what I do. I'm going to go to the gym. People at the gym probably make 90% of their money for the year in December and January for people who will be gone by February. And it's frustrating. I feel sorry for people who actually work out because they go to the gym in January and it's like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to get on a piece of this equipment because everybody and their brother's in here running on it. And then by about February, you know, it's like, okay, I can go anytime I want now because they've all quit. But they signed up for a year, so the management's just in there. This is gravy. We quit because we don't like training. It's hard. But don't give up. Training is hard because we're lazy people. If you want to get better, though, you have to train in righteousness. You have to read the Bible and you have to memorize it. And there's no way around it. You're going to have to read other books. You're going to have to actually talk to people about the Scripture. To come to church. Wake up when you don't want to. That never happens to me. But, I mean, some of you might go. There's the old joke when the guy woke up and said, I'm so tired, I just don't want to go to church today. I'm I'm wore out. And his wife said, you have to go. You're the pastor. may or may not be a true story. We have to be trained in righteousness. You have to do this. Don't be... You know, every single bodybuilder who looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger started as a skinny kid. Nobody starts that way. There was a day 
When every big muscle-bound person at that gym, everybody who can stay on the treadmill, it's like you go in there, you do your workout, you're there 40 minutes, and the same person's running 12 miles an hour on the treadmill. They got there when you, were, when you started. It's like, how did they do this? They all started out of shape and slobby, but they didn't quit. That's the difference. I read a quote that I'm making up now. I don't know exactly how it goes. That doesn't matter. 90% of success is just showing up. Just be there. Just keep doing it. Train in righteousness. Read your Bible every day. Get you one of those nice plants. I don't care which one you get. It doesn't make any difference. They're all going to... Here's the thing. Everybody's always trying to swap up Bible reading plans. (laughs) It's because it's hard to read the Bible. There is no plan that's going to get easier, really, because they're all the same book. They just let you read more or less of it so you can feel better about yourself. Some of them have easier boxes to check than others. It's like, in this Bible reading plan, I only got to read like 12 verses a day, but it would take me 17 years to get through Scripture. I don't care. Get yourself a pen and have the legalistic self-satisfaction when you read Genesis chapter 1 and you finish. Take that pen and go, check that box. You'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, as it fills up, it's good. And then like two weeks, you come back and you're like, oh, man. I'm like really behind. You're not behind. Let's get back in there and start reading again. Get you one of those plans that doesn't have a date on it. Just boxes to check. Yeah, do that. Train in righteousness. You know. And uh, you'll become more like Christ if you do it. I hope. I'm trying to be more like Jesus. I'm trying my best. Maybe you think, Brad, you have a long way to go. It's true. You should have seen me if I didn't know Jesus. It would be sad. Much sadder than it is now. I mean, it might already be sad. But it can get worse. I promise you. What are we doing all this for? That the man or woman, we won't leave you out. He's writing specifically to Timothy, but it's applicable to us all. That the man of God may be competent. (laughs) I like that word, competent, so much. He doesn't say excellent. He doesn't say outstanding, the best. He says competent. I had a guy tell me one time, he was just starting in ministry, I love this. It's probably the best advice I ever gave. (laughs) He said, I don't feel like I can be a good preacher. I said, brother, you don't have to be good. Just be mediocre and stick to the word of God and you'll look like a genius. (laughs) You don't have to be good. We got plenty of good preachers that actually ain't very good. Just stick to the word of God. Because it will make us competent, equipped for every good work. Competent for every good work. That's where we want to be. We want to be changed enough, we want to be changed by grace enough that we will be competent and equipped for every good work. Anything that comes our way. We can do what is right and good. That is the purpose of Scripture. And it is true because it's breathed out by God. We can trust it. Jesus trusted it. You can trust it. Read the Word of God. Hide it in your heart. Get you a read the Bible plan and stick to it. Or if you don't need a plan, just start in Genesis and soldier through. Or Matthew, I don't care. But read it. Hide it in your heart. Read all that stuff. I hope I start getting calls about three months, people who make it to judges. Be like, what in the world is happening? 
They cut this woman into 14 pieces and sent her all over the place. What is even happening here? God sacrificed his daughter. Could you explain this to me? And then I will be satisfied in my soul. God will be like, the only reason you're asking me this because you slogging through there and went, what? You get to Joshua and Judges and it's, it gets exciting and crazy. Read it so that you'll be prepared to do good works. So that we will understand God in his word. And as you read it and people are doing all that crazy stuff in the Bible, just remember that's what people do when they don't read and know the word of God. There are people being sacrificed to gods today in this world. Not all of them are being butchered at an altar either. But lots of people get butchered for money and for power. Their lives destroyed so that others may be enriched from them. And some of them are literally being killed on altars because they do that to worship their gods. And that's where we would be without the word of God. So remember, read the scriptures. They'll make us godly and prepared. So ask yourself this question today. Do you feel prepared for every good work? Do you feel competent? It's okay if you feel like the skinny kid in the gym looking at all the big muscle-bound folks. You just get in there and work. God will change you, make you into his image. Let's pray. Father, we ask this morning you will help us and save us. We need to be saved. Everybody in here needs to be saved. We need to be renewed by your spirit. We need to be changed by your love. We need to be helped by your grace. There is no one who is exempt. And we have nothing to plead with you except your own word. So, Lord, be gracious and kind to us as the children of Abraham. Help us to become like him in faith. And help us, Lord, to be more like Christ each and every day. And, Lord, help those who in their heart today have said, I want to be someone who knows the Word of God. Help them to study it. Help them find someone to talk about it, what they read with. Be discipled. Lord, help us and bless us and keep us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.